the thought process actually could be we're going to get Fields every snap we can because he might have to play after the George Tech game. And that means if things go the way we want, the SEC championship and potentially the playoffs. But the reality is, is that we're two games into the season. He's played both games. If you're truly going to burn his red shirt, which is fine, I don't care, because let's be clear, I'm, I trust Kirby's entire – he's making all the right moves. And until he makes a bunch of bad moves, I'm not unwilling to say – I see no evidence that this guy knows what he's <laughs> well, doing. Well, let me, let me tell you what. Cocky talk agrees with you. <laughs> Week three of the college football season is upon us, and the Georgia Bulldogs look to be in mid-season form already after turning back any thought of a South Carolina upset within the first four minutes of last week's game in Columbia. But in football, each week possesses a new challenge, and this week's challenge is in the form of mid-major Middle Tennessee State. Yeah, it's not exactly a game that gets us fans that excited, and that's the issue here. If it's a meh, whatever game for us, how do the players and coaching staff feel? Oh, you're going to hear all the platitudes of it's a one-week season Every Saturday, attack the day or keep chopping. And what was it last year? Keep the main thing the main thing. I particularly enjoyed that one. But in years past, a letdown game in this particular part of the schedule might have very well been a point of concern. But there's something about Kirby Smart and the maturity of this football team that gives us, the fans, extreme comfort in knowing that the potential of a letdown game versus the Blue Raiders is about as high as the potential that South Carolina is going to stop playing Sandstorm as their game day intro music anytime soon. Hey there, my name is Scott Duvall, and you are listening to episode 147 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. My co-hosts, Will Leach and Tony Waller, join me in studio to break down everything from, will Justin Fields' playing time increase as the season goes, to how do the Blue Raiders stack up against the Dogs' offensive and defensive fronts. It's a good one today, and a quick heads up, we start off the first five minutes of the show talking about the Athens music scene instead of football, just trying to add a little bit of variety in it for you today. So, without any further delay... Here's Tony to kick us off. It was among the most amazing moments of my time. It was a, it was a completely Athens moment. We never really processed this, right? So um, in case you didn't know, Will graciously appeared on stage uh, and on a benefit for mm-hmm. Burtistown, Burtistown's, Burtistown's birthday. And it was a really cool moment. And Will, Will can attest to this. It's like we're, we're, we're hanging out with, but, you know, Mike Mills is there and Bill Barry is there. And then Will is doing a, you know, he's doing an actual song on YouTube. Uh, I'm sorry, YouTube. Whoa, you put the inflection point on the wrong thing right Yeah, there. on YouTube. And um, now I find out Wright Thompson might come out, and I was like, I swear to God, I'm hanging out with two guys from my favorite band <laughs> in the world. And if Wright Thompson comes, I'm going to do a full fanboy. If you ever want to know what Will's true genius is, it is his willingness to throw himself wholeheartedly into everything he does. And I don't say that mockingly. I say that with reverence and complete, just like awe, because the way you did that, it really didn't matter whether or not you could sing or not, because you Which could. Good, no, 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 you could. You did fine. But the way you just walked up there and completely owned that stage, you had the entire crowd raptured in a way that no other artist there did, and that includes several professional musicians, and it was Take, uh, suck it, Dodd amazing. Farrell. I mean, look, Dodd, I'm a, I'm a Dodd better, did great. I'm a better musical performer than Dodd Farrell. I think Dodd, it's now clear. Dodd did great. It was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. What did but, he sing? I don't know. That's the point about it. I don't remember. I, I think he's. Saying, I honestly think he's saying with or without you. Yeah. But. One of the things I was really nervous about doing that because it's Bert, you know it's Bertus. It was it was for uh, uh, Chester Community, which is uh, life uh, right. life's charity. But one of the things about being friends with Bertus is he managed R.E.M. for so long, so every all of his friends can sing. So he asked me to to go up and sing his, his birthday celebration. It was a bunch of U two <clears> songs. So he asked me to go up and do ask what my favorite U two song was without telling me I would be singing. And I was just like, "The Fly, I love The Fly." He's like, "Okay, now you're singing." I was like, "Ooh!" And so then you watch the show and you realize, "Oh, these are like real musicians doing really like." I watched Dodd Farrell do like a great performance and like just watch all of these great people do all these great U two songs. I'm like, "Oh, I can't do any of that." So, uh, yeah, so I tried to give him my all. What was surprising to me in the wake of it was the number of people that came up to me like, wow, we had no idea you had that in you. And I'm like, man, I have been a dad in Athens for too long because <laughs> everybody, like all my friends in New York saw that, like, yep, there goes Will hamming it up again. And I, it, it was just a reminder that, uh, like, I'm a huge freak. I'm a performer. Like, I have a talk show, for crying out loud. You have like, a couple podcasts. Yeah, too. I have, like, more podcasts I know what to do with. I Yeah, well, this is true. But I, I completely respect it because I, you know, I'm, I'm a dad, but also my kids are like, oh, there's the embarrassing dad because, you know, I want to... 
I went to just go and perform somewhere. I don't <laughs> care. I don't know those people. Even if I do, I don't care. People expect that. It was really impressive, Will. Okay, well, it was really impressive. You, you can find that. Maybe uh, maybe th- th- this will be your little Easter egg at the end of the show. Is you can find the audio of that on. Uh, I think Carrie Kelly has it on her Facebook. And I think there's a couple of video clips that I could probably I think take that's, off that's of uh, Instagram. Yeah. And and you know I'm glad you said that because one thing I started last week and I'd like to continue it is the midweek. Linkapalooza mm-hmm. oh, yeah, that was really blog nice. post. Yeah. And so what I'd like to offer our listeners, if you find something interesting that relates to, you know, Georgia football or, and or pop culture that would maybe find Scott's headshots, for example. Yeah, my, oh, yes. that might make it. I don't know. You'll have to post that. I'm not going to post it. But yeah, we're going to do a it's midweek. Been posted it. I need to find okay. it from where you buried it. We're going to do a midweek <laughs> uh, link post just as kind of a catch up because Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday is such a drab when you're waiting for good yeah. football to watch. Speaking of not great, mm-hmm. Florida, Kentucky. Florida, Kentucky. We glossed that over the other day. I mean, listen, dear listener, if you thought for any time during that fourth quarter that Kentucky was going to lose this game in yet another super heartbreaking fashion, I was on that train, too. I think Florida thought so, too. Oh, I think, I think, well, I think Florida bumped yeah. along, just yeah. like, hey, la, 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 yeah. la. It, it finally happened. 31 years. I was a freshman at the University of Georgia <laughs> the last time Kentucky beat Florida. I was a student at Columbian School Elementary in Mattoon, Illinois. <laughs> what, what year was it? 86. 86. 86? Yes. I was 10 doing elementary school fifth grade stuff, yeah. I guess. Bear Bryant. Oh, Tony's older than we are. Oh, a lot. A, a little bit, yeah. Bear Bryant had been the coach of Kentucky more recently in 1986 than he has been alive <laughs> since that game. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good fact. Like, I'm just game, telling you. I forget who, who, who they played they, they played Illinois, I believe. The Monty Fighting Illini. So, yeah, it's just I, I think I could spend the entire rest of the episode talking about um, – Kentucky beating Florida, I'm fine with that. How but, do you think Dan um, Mullen's handling? I haven't seen what he said about it. Did he just kind of whatever? Dan Mullen actually handled it pretty well. I yeah, mean, I he's, agree. He he hasn't been making a lot of excuses. He's like, we have a long way to go. This is the sort of thing that we're going to come back. We're going to separate out the guys that want to be here. I mean, because they had a guy quit literally by Twitter but immediately the after the game, yeah, yeah. right? I thought his quote after the game was really good. He said because I think it was it was like a, a hail mary. Lady. Yep. And he had the quarter of the game. He's like, you know, if that Hail Mary happens or if we stop them on this last drive, basically he said if that there's a, there's a Hail Mary on the last play. But he said also if that Hail Mary would have gone for a touchdown or if we stopped them on the last drive, we would still have to fix all the things that we yeah. now have to fix. Like this is this team is a long way to go. Whether we win or lose this game, we have a ton of things to fix. And that's kind of what you want to hear. Uh, I mean, maybe if you're a Georgia fan, you don't want to hear it because you want to hear him do something stupid. But uh, as long as he keeps Todd Grantham, I'm good. Yeah, that, that was that was. I mean, it was a reminder that. Like, think about how a Zook or a McElwain would have handled that situation. And to me, I thought uh, I thought it's a reminder that Dan Mullen is a really smart guy and is yeah. a really good fit there. I mean, McElwain probably gone to the aquarium and looked longingly in the Shark Tank, but <laughs> yes. Yes. that's uh, that's neither here nor there. He's, that guy's not there anymore. Right now, you know the bad. Oh, sorry to cut you off, but I was going to say the bad news for Florida is they have Mike Bobo. I was coming just about in to say game. they got a they got a Jim McElwain buyout game coming to town this week. I really wanted to put that in the pick and I didn't. We could still talk about the game because. Mikey Bobo got his first SEC win this past weekend. Yeah. I did yeah. not see that coming. Yeah, worry about Arkansas. One of us did. One of us did. Worry about Arkansas if that's uh, if yeah. after losing the games. And listen, Colorado looks better. Like Colorado clearly, like they beat yeah. Nebraska. Yeah, Colorado they, was yeah. better than people thought yeah. they were. I don't know if they're ranked, but I think they're close. Uh, but yeah, they're a top forty team, and, and they also plus. lost to Hawaii, and Hawaii's two and yeah, up. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe. Uh, Maybe uh, maybe the, maybe they will get two SEC wins before Georgia gets two SEC. Wins. And I yeah I'm cool with that. Um, a couple other wrap up thoughts about Georgia South Carolina. Um, I am going to do the rest of this podcast as South Carolina fans. So just so y'all understand, um, no matter what you say, it's 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 only because we we just we didn't play quite well enough. <laughs> yeah. We didn't quite play well enough. I mean, we're just as good as they are. We didn't quite play play well enough. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the honest to goodness thing, I was talking to Paul Westerdog earlier today and. I was like, dude, this is exactly how we sounded, wasn't it? He was like, oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yes, that's how we sounded. Wow. That, oh, we were just right there. One thing. Had, so right. <laughs> no, he's right. I know. He's right. I, mean. I'm saying, and so, I said it was so right. It's like the 08 Alabama beatdown game. Frankly, the 15 game. Yeah, I was about to say. Um, so it's, mm, ooh, it's not a pretty look, South Carolina fans. But, you know, y'all get to wear it for a while. I'm fine with that. So should we get into the preview, or is there anything else that we want to kind of you know, clean up from last week? 
Well, I mean, you know. Background stuff, there's three. There's still three uh, in the top 25. Three SEC teams. No, Georgia is still three. Oh, we're three still three. Rankings. I'm like, hold up. Move up. I'm doing the math. Down. Yeah, I don't know. also yeah. three in the S&P. Yep. We looked in, in, yep. in the Bill Conley. That was, they, they were released. Yeah, they did move Yeah, up. they were released. Uh, one and two are Alabama. And well, and while we're talking about rankings, uh, I looked at the scoring offense, passing offense, rushing offense, and scoring defense rankings. Not that it really matters because they played an FCS team and a pretty mediocre SEC team. But uh, scoring offense, Georgia ranks 27th in the nation. Passing offense, 80th, which that kind of checks out. Um, we haven't tried, but 41 passes. So <laughs> yeah. Now rushing, 21st in the nation. And there's probably about 130-something teams. So, uh, And then you got the, the Techs and the Armies and the Navies of the world where that's all they do. So you kind of deduct some of them. And then scoring defense, 7th. We forgot about I forgot about Georgia Tech losing the yes. South Florida. Yes. Sorry, it's worth knowing that Georgia Tech may have probably deserved to win that game. They, they uh, look great. I watched the first half. South Florida had two return touchdowns. Yes, like yeah. that was the that special hurt. team breakdown. Although South Florida pulled away from them at the end yeah. of the game too. But Tech lost their quarterback and they lost their running back and a couple other guys got hurt. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt Chop your block. flow about, about Middle Tennessee. No, that's right. I was a little worried about South Florida having that being a look-ahead game for their element, game at Soldier Field against Illinois this yeah. week. But they were able to focus and take on uh, yeah. the lesser opponent before they head to Loveyville. Well, the game that matters is Middle Tennessee State mm-hmm. University. They're the Blue Raiders. Mm-hmm. The game kicks off at 7.15 on ESPN2. The they're, Middle, they're Middle Tennessee or Middle Tennessee State? They got the state in there. So the yeah, state's in there. MTSU. Yeah. MTSU. Now, lots know. of teams. There's Nichols and Middle Tennessee. I can never tell whether the state goes in there or not. No, they have not dropped the state. It must be a state thing, like they're, a Tennessee thing. In Murfreesboro. Yeah. Georgia's favored by 31. I've seen it as high as 32 and a half, which means people are betting on Georgia. ESPN has that win probability. It's already up. Georgia has a 98.4% win probability on this. Um, they have met once before. Do you remember when they played? Um, I do, but I don't remember when it was. It was sometime in the Richt era, but I don't remember exactly when. It was 2003. Was Georgia. Three? Yeah, and you know, think about it. You said the Richt era. They took a you know fledgling. I don't even know what conference Middle Tennessee State was in back then. Beat them twenty nine to ten, kind of yeah. like a hmm, uh, in the twenty three or the two thousand three season. Um, right, Rich Stockstill was probably coaching there then. He's been there. He started in two thousand five. Oh wow. Okay. Yep. And then the announcers for the game is Beth Moens, mm-hmm. Anthony Becht, and somebody named Rocky Boyman. Balboa. But the interesting thing about Beth Moens, she's doing the Monday night football game, the early one, uh, Jets and Lions. Oh, tonight. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, which is just, we're also taping early, by the yeah. way. Yeah. We're ta- it's daylight. It here. is it's daylight. It's disorienting. It's kind of like when you're at the bar and they turn the lights on and you're yeah. like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. oh, this is going to be the case maybe for the next couple of weeks. So let us know if the podcast sound differently because we are taping earlier than we usually tape. So, I mean, we're kind of working on the same status, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, we're still, we still got, yeah. we're still drinking. Yeah, we're still, hey, we got like, ice just, in the cups. Now it's just, uh. I'll sleep a little earlier. One other thing. Can you answer the question, how much is Georgia paying Middle Tennessee State to come play this game? Um, hmm. I'm curious. About that. Said, I'm, sure it's more, I'm sure it's more than Austin. It's got to be more than Austin. They paid uh, Austin P 500000 I was going to say $1.1, but that's I don't know just if I'd guess. go that high. I'd go so you're gonna take, eight, eight, eight fifty. They're paying Middle Tennessee State one. Point seven Woof. million. Wow. Dollars. Well, you know what? That's what you get for a a decent mid major, right? I mean, because look, Middle State has been a a pretty good team. They won their conference. I don't know a, a dozen times over the past year. Stockstill has had them relevant. They've been in bowls, so. It seems to me like Middle Tennessee State's playing in a gig economy because Vanderbilt paid them one hundred fifty thousand. But before what? you, I know before you get on on to Vanderbilt, it was a four game deal, right, and right. I think it was front end loaded. Is um, one of those four at Middle Tennessee State? Probably. I think it was like a three and one or yeah. something like that. Well, yeah, but, no, um, they, they did play there uh, two years ago. Okay, that would it, but Vanderbilt went four and zero against yeah, yeah. Middle Tennessee State, and then Kentucky. They're playing Kentucky later this year. And Kentucky's paying them one point two five million, and all told, that's a will word phrase right there. In a macro sense, Middle Tennessee State is making three point one million dollars off the SEC this year. Nothing wrong with that. Which is four million less than Jimbo Fisher's making off the SEC. This year. <laughs> that's so, an excellent. Point. You know, the, the question I had, I went and looked. Ohio State played Oregon State in Week One yeah. this year. They paid them $1.7 million. Wouldn't you rather see an Oregon State or like a, a lower-end Pac-12 or a lower-end Big Ten, maybe like an Indiana or a, <clears throat> a little, 
you know, yeah, I mean, something like that. I don't, I, I first of all, I don't, I don't know if Illinois. I, I'm surprised that Oregon State would accept. Like, I don't think Illinois has ever been paid to play someone. Well, as sorry as Illinois football has been, I don't know. I think Illinois would probably insist on. The, you sure they they paid them that, or it was not interesting? It that's was in, that's it was crazy. In the USA Today. It was that not just on surprising. the internet. It was in that the USA surprising. Today. Yeah, one point. I couldn't believe it. One point seven million for Oregon State. The, is the, I, 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 and Oregon State's made the Rose Bowl. I know in the, the Pac twelve network isn't doing that well, but you would think they would not need money that badly. Yeah, I don't but know. Maybe they're still paying. Maybe it's part of the deal of like Wisconsin taking their coach. Yeah. Or them taking Wisconsin's coach. Yeah, it's How'd it go? I don't know. I think you've got to be in a bad money situation to do that. I don't think most Power 5 teams are going to be accepting money. I wouldn't think like, so. You know, like Illinois. Illinois, for the record, like that state is bankrupt and as a public school, and they're still not taking money to go play somewhere. So um, I, I think that, that speaks to it. I don't think you're usually going to see that. So I that's think, a home and home with South Florida, not a pay game. With Illinois? Yeah. Illinois, because no, Illinois played them in or uh, two neutral sites. Yes. Double neutral sides, yeah. yeah double, but neutral side being Soldier Field and that's your being uh, Orlando. Yeah. Um, so anyway, the point is that they would certainly not accept money for that. Like the Big Ten Network makes a ton of money. Yeah. Illinois does not. Illinois, as bad as they may be, does not actually mean. Like for crying out loud, the president comes and talks. I'm sorry, the real president uh, comes and talks at the University of Illinois. Like They don't need that sort of stuff. Yeah. And before people get fired up, friends. The payout in the Big Ten is still bigger than the SEC, so yeah. let's just—I I mean, from from the networks, from the from the con- the conference payouts, not not after you factor in bowl stuff. And also, like uh, to close the loop on Illinois, Illinois would not do this because Illinois plays is now finally learned. No, you don't need to play South Florida. You need to get three wins to get yourself to a bowl game. Yeah. So now they're playing Eastern and Western and Southern in those teams. There's no loop to close here. Illinois is on the pick'em this week. Mm. It's inside the ten. It's inside my ten point. Mm. There's a couple of there's a couple of fourteen pointers. I did take, I did take Colorado State Florida off because it was like twenty one points. I'm mad at myself for doing that right now, but still. Okay, so this we game, can still pick that game if you want. This game, I'm curious. I don't know if you want to have more issues on this game. The only other thing that I wanted to add was it's too bad we're not playing in Murfreesboro because they just elected to sell beer there this year. <laughs> Do you think George's ever going to go that way? I eventually, when it the seems money, like it. when the money gets right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems like it. I mean, look, the only reason Georgia hasn't done it yet is that it's not a good way to convince the powers to be that money is there to do it, right? right? right. Once it happens, yeah. It'll... And I read that the way you can buy beer at MTSU is that you have to scan your license in ahead of time and be on a list, and then when you get there, you just swipe your license and you get a wristband, and then you can so buy beer. A, I've been to Murfreesboro. I'm pretty sure you just bring it in a gallon jug. <laughs> I think you can actually wear those hats with the two pints <laughs> glasses and the straws that go in your mouth. I don't think anybody even notices. I mean, <laughs> uh, Mur- Murfreesboro ain't fancy. I've actually been to Murfreesboro. I've been proudly. Well, I've driven through. Everybody drives through it when you go to Nashville. Yeah, that's yeah, that's right. Um, so this game related. Here's a here's a question. Um, one thing that I was curious about uh, in the South Carolina game, as much as they did wipe them out, we've spent a lot of time talking about from Fields. What are they going to do? <clears throat> this was like a non-entity game for Fields. Do you think we see more Fields this game? I, I think we do. I'm glad you brought that up because it's one of the things I thought about when we were talking on the post game podcast. Is that Fields didn't come in until the game was in hand, and he only threw one pass. Right, and one of the things about that, first off, it speaks to a couple of things. It's very clear anybody that's holding out hope of Fields taking the job from From this year is probably not happening, absent something really funky happening. Now, From keeps throwing those wounded ducks up there. We could revisit that. Second off, yeah, I think we see Fields more, but that's more game flow than it is anything else. I think what happened this week is that we had a close game at halftime. The plan coming out was just to ramp the speed up. Let's put the game away and let's get some rest for guys um, and use, our, frankly, use our depth to do that. And that's exactly what happened. I was a little surprised when I went back and looked at the stats that Fields only threw one pass. Um, he was one for one, so he's one hundred percent, which is better than better than Jake Fromm. But um, Fromm stinks. Yeah, that guy. Not and, and also uh, uh, better than twenty three for twenty four. I mean, that uh, is better than twenty three for twenty four. <laughs> calls math. <laughs> I think the takeaway from that is that. Fields still doesn't know the playbook, despite his ability to walk on water. He is, and I don't say that mockingly. What and there I'm saying haven't been is, any plays, by the way, where he's been in any position other than quarterback, correct? 
Not that I've noticed. No, no. I don't. No. I, I, and I, and frankly, why do you need that? You have a bunch of dudes that already are. Spe- you got speed all over everywhere, everywhere. Why put Fields in that position? Well, the thing about that was the thing we all talked about, right? Was in the offseason, like, yeah. Okay, well, it's weird because they only have two quarterbacks. Maybe they won't be able to use him. But again, this—if we've learned anything for the first two games—it's like, wait, listen, Fields is very fast. He can do all sort of these things. But like, you have tons of dudes that are really fast. You don't need to put Fields in that position. Frankly, there's a word where, world where Fields doesn't play at all this week because. He has two more games he can play. Right, right. And, you know, but it also depends on game flow. I mean, you're not going to keep Jake Fromm out there if you're up 41 nothing. We could see Matthew something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. Hatcher. Prather Hudson? Mm-hmm. I don't know. No, we're going to get into Prather Hudson. Uh, well, I don't know. Over under when we see Man, I'm, I'm really sorry. If, if, my, if, if his mom listens, I apologize. I just don't remember his name. Yeah. Um, I think it starts with an H. Get okay, chat on that. Sure. But I mean, that's, this is a good point, though, right? Like, no, no, I know it. Downing. Yep. Matthew Downing? I don't know how I remembered that. But Downing yes. Barber. Good. No, that's the guy that has Barberitos. Um, but, but the point is, is that with Fields having two more games before you burn his redshirt, I'm not saying he doesn't play every game. I still right. think that's on the table. But if he doesn't play this week, mm. Kirby's thinking, we're redshirting this guy, unless we just can't. But I mean, I have to say, the general understanding, I'm sure Field's general understanding, was that was not going to happen. Well, we don't know what Field's general understanding is, but... but It's almost as if it's hard to get an interview with him. Well, well, <laughs> but my point is, is that I've had more than one person say to me, Field's going to take the job this year. I haven't seen anything to indicate that, yeah. and frankly... At all. And frankly, him playing only in the third quarter and the manhood and robbing drive at the end of the, tenth, at the, end of the fourth quarter for 10 minutes, 9 minutes and 58 seconds... Yeah, borderline erotic is exactly the way to, to phrase that. <laughs> Tells me a lot about what the plans for him are. Do you think are. that's the indicator then? If Fields doesn't play this game, Kirby's at least thinking about it. Why not? I mean, yeah. why? You still have the opportunity to put him in to spark a comeback if you have to have it, if you keep your powder drive with him. Honestly, I don't know. I'm, I'm just speculating, right? But the, the reality is, is that we're two games into the season. He's played both games. If you're truly going to burn his red shirt, which is fine, I don't care, because let's be clear, I'm, I trust Kirby's entire – he's making all the right moves. And until he makes a bunch of bad moves, I'm not unwilling to say – I see no evidence that this guy knows what he's doing. Well, let me, let me tell you what. Cocky talk agrees with you. <laughs> but the uh, when you sit down and look at what you have in front of you for the rest of the season, if you're up 30 points in the third quarter – is it beneficial to play him, or is it is it make more sense to play? So maybe it's Hatcher. Maybe it, Downing. Downing. Maybe it's this way. Maybe Kirby says, "Okay, you've Let's got you, you've got." His mom might be listening. Man, she's not listening to this. <laughs> My mom didn't listen to this. My wife doesn't listen. Yeah, where was I? Oh, so he could be kind of slotted for the first four games, and then maybe there's an understanding where he's going to redshirt unless there's an injury and he has to take over. And in those blowout games, say Tennessee's a blowout or Vanderbilt's a blowout, maybe you do put Downing in because that's a real concern that you – it's what we talked – we spent the good part of a podcast in the offseason talking about we don't have a third-string quarterback because uh, what's-his-face from where you grew up transferred. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, who knows? It's just speculation, but that could be the case. And another way to look at this is also contextual, right? If you're thinking, okay – we got away with starting a true freshman last year because it happened so early and we didn't, the season went the way we hoped it would, but we had no way of thinking it would have with at halftime of the app state game. The thought process actually could be, we're going to get fields every snap we can because he might have to play after the George Tech game. And that means if things go the way we want the SEC championship and potentially the playoffs. So that's, I think that's why this is a pivotal game. Like, that's why this is the... Sure. If you don't see fields in this game, this seems like a, a tip. Like this seems I, I think like, that's this right. seems like a, a little bit of a tell <clears throat> of what's going to happen uh, with him moving forward. I, my guess is that we'll see him. I think, yeah, I think they I think just assume the whole year. I agree. I think they just won't mess with it. I think that he's too good and you have nobody else back there right. to mess around with. Well, and plus, you've got another four or five-star quarterback coming in next year, and you've got one class separation. They used to like to have two years of class separation, but I think now in 2018, you realize that some guys are only going to stay three years, maybe four. Nobody's going to stay five years and be a starting quarterback. Yeah, there might be a graduate transfer. So. Yeah. 
I, I hear people like Jacob Eason even uh, transfer. Uh, yeah, just uh, transfer uh, right out. You never know. Um, so anything else going on in this game? I feel like... Um, uh, it's uh, go. Is there any news related? We're taping a little early. Uh, we're going to be doing that uh, for the next couple of weeks because of me. But um, well, I mean, Andrew Thomas's ankle doesn't look like it's going to keep him out long term. I doubt we'll see him this week, especially the way Cade Mays played. The other part is that you know a, a few things to look for. You know, Middle Tennessee State lost to Vanderbilt. We talked about that, um, but they also beat UT Martin, which is. Not a guy named Martin. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to look that there up. There actually was once a player named T. Martin, however. Yes. And <laughs> Which I always kind of enjoy. It was it. Ulysses Thomas Martin. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if you, by the way, if you ask other Cal fans, they're, they're fine if, if Tennessee takes him back. <laughs> but the, uh, you know, they, look, Middle Tennessee State, I mean I, I, I mean, I could very much eat my words, and my guess is that if they slip up and beat Georgia, um, next week will be a very sad podcast, but and they they haven't looked potent. They they frankly they, they scored sixty one last week. Yeah, yeah and they lost thirty five to seven at home to Vanderbilt. Yeah, so but I mean you know Rich Stockstill's the head coach. His son's the quarterback. That's always there's always ripe for craziness. Um, but they on the season rushed for fewer yards than Georgia rushed against South Carolina. So they've also allowed six sacks to Vanderbilt, and they allowed four sacks to the Skyhawks. I was just about to say, That's yeah, UT, UT, Martin. UT Martin got a bunch of sacks against them. Their third down conversion is not great. I mean, they have a decent defense, uh, particularly for their conference USA, right? Um, this USA, yes, Sun Belt. No, I think this conference CUSA. USA. I mean, they're a decent CUSA team, middle of the pack. You know, playing the Birmingham Bowl or whatever it is they play in. Um, if you're the fourth or fifth team in, in New Orleans Bowl or something, but Reality, even if we were, I mean, this is a team that Georgia doesn't lose to in rebuilding years, or or <laughs> right. or, or, or frankly, even the when they go when they go six and six and barely get that bowl game, right? No, this that's right. This is not a team that I mean, you know, we say that, and Kirby had to go to overtime with Georgia Southern, but it's just yeah, it's just hard to one. see. It is. I mean, look, it's an interesting game. The good news is the game is late at seven fifteen, which means uh, unless Florence does something weird, it's probably going to be. It's a chance to be rainy, but it's not going to be a thousand degrees like it was last uh, last week or two weeks ago, or frankly last yeah. week. <laughs> yeah, um, game so far. It's going to be really hard for Tory Gurley to screw himself around and find a way to say that Milton City is going to shock the world. <laughs> I mean, again, they lost 35-7 to Vanderbilt, yeah. who may be a little yeah. better than you think, but come on. Oh, we're getting to that. Yeah. Do you have, uh, any, any, you have guess, more stats about their jerseys? Uh, I, do, I do have a comment about their helmet. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, well, uh, um, last thing before we get to the helmet. Is there anything that, you f- that we feel that uh, – We'd like to see Georgia work on in this game. This is why you pay them more than you pay Austin P. Like you pay them because there's a little bit, they're a little bit better. You want to be able to work on something. Is there something you'd like to see them focus on a little bit in this game? Well, you know, Middle Tennessee States, uh, they, they move the ball by passing it. Be really surprised if they don't try middle passes, uh, especially those, you know, the five to seven yard things that your inside linebackers have to cover because that's what South Carolina did, especially early. If you go back and look, there's a lot of drops in there that change. It doesn't change the outcome. It does change the complexity of the game, uh, the complex of the game. Don't be surprised, at least, if Middle Tennessee State tries that. Uh, mm-hmm. Does a lot of drag routes, a few you know crossing patterns, pick routes, things like that. Particularly to, heading into a Missouri game where that, yep. they're going to throw the ball 80 times. Yeah, and, and Missouri's going to throw the ball 80 times, but Missouri sure doesn't like to throw a ball mm-hmm. short. But you're basically hoping they try that, that you get a bunch of reps. I mean, you know... I, I, I mean, Tyson Campbell's looked pretty good in the first two games. He's a true freshman starting. Richard LeCount had 10 tackles last week, seven tackles for loss. So that was kind of the talk in the offseason, Kirby trying to challenge Richard LeCount to be that safety that he needs him to be. And last week, it, he kind of stood out and really showed up for the first time. He definitely paid off. I mean, look, Stock's still thrown the ball 70 times this season already in two games, uh, including a game which they won by, what, 32 points or whatever it was against UT Martin. Um we're going to get plenty of passing reps. Right. What you hope is is that it, the passing reps we get are the kind that helps um, helps make those inside linebackers better at the because frankly that's where missing where, where we're missing Roquan right now is those underneath passes because we still got guys struggling to coverage um, and I think and I don't, and we I, knew that going in we yeah we knew that going in right? Issue, right and I don't think I don't think I am I am both get, or giving away trade secrets or somehow denigrating inside linebackers it's just like. That's the one place you can pick on Georgia right now. We haven't now. seen it yet. 
Yeah. What's well, the one place you can pick on Georgia, yeah. Yeah. right, is, is the underneath passes. Something to the tight ends, you bring the slot receiver across our wheel routes. So. Yeah, you're definitely not going to be able to run on them. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it, no. Okay, the helmet well, stuff? Yeah, I'll get to, I'll get to that. <laughs> Please, I mean, let's talk about I mean, helmets. The game is a little bit more important than the helmets. I don't think you believe that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure I believe that. <laughs> it's not a complimentary comment that I have for him. But um, one thing that Kirby mentioned in his press conference was wide receiver blocking. And yeah. I think one reason you didn't see Demetrius Robertson as much is because Tyler Simmons, and he pointed him out by name, is doing such a good job blocking and sealing the edge to spring guys like Michael Hardman. And think about all these speed demons we have, and they're out there locking up on their defensive back and driving them to the sideline or, or wherever they need to go to open up running lanes for whomever's behind them. Yeah. I mean, I think that is one of those things that is going to be key going forward when you're hit a full well, this SEC schedule. the thing when you focus on speed, right? Like. You can have all the speed in the world, but if you don't have it all lined up and everything. Exactly. That's one thing that amazes me when I do watch Georgia Tech. Call it what you will. They've got a hat on a hat. For the B-back or the A-back, I don't even understand that offense when I'm watching it. But it's amazing to watch because it's just technically sound in how the way they run their offense. Well, speaking of the blocking, one thing I noticed in the game, and this has been brought up a couple times today uh, around the, the, the media world, is that I don't know if you noticed, but there were a couple times where – Players were getting on each other on the field. I like to see that. One of them was a specific blocking assignment. I think, uh, I remember who it was, but whoever received the ball didn't follow his blocker. He tried to get ahead of his block, uh, either cut inside or outside, and didn't follow his block, and ended up hurting. You know, He didn't get quite the yardage, and the next, the next play, he did follow his block and got a lot more yardage. And also, was it Walker? No, it was Tyson Campbell that blew the, uh, the coverage on the Debo Samuels. Uh, thing I don't remember who it was, but somebody came and coached him up on the field. And it wasn't it wasn't yelling at. It was just like, hey, you gotta you gotta pay attention to that. You gotta get out there. But did you notice also on that time that Fromm got sacked? It was Charlie Werner just getting bull rushed. Oh, he got but, he got blown up. Yeah, yeah. And that kind of holding accountability where the coaches don't even really have to say anything is important. I was speaking of apparently DeAndre Baker. I think he had to carry a ball around campus today, yeah. and he couldn't drop it until he got past the line at, at Butts yeah. Mayor. I don't know. Um, Oof, that was that could have turned things. It, it could have been different, right? Um, and actually, I think Jawan Taylor ended up getting credit for he the did. touchdown yeah, there, right? Yeah. So DeAndre Baker still didn't have a pick six. I wish oh. they put dog bones back on the helmet. Do you? Ah, sure, whatever. That would have been care. that would have been a because I thought of that. I was like, well, he will not be in the Rick he'll, era. He'll be he'll be dog bones. No, you know what? Instead of the dog bones, go back to the stars. Yeah. yeah. That's not how Kirby rolls. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, just real quickly, because all five of you that are into uniforms and fashion and apparel like I am, maybe it's because I'm married to fashion. My wife's a fashion or beauty blogger, whatever you want to call it. But the Middle Tennessee State helmet, I kind of took a look at it because I've seen them play in years past, and it's very nondescript. It's hard to make out. You know, you see Georgia. It's the Power G. You see Chicago Bears. It's that big C. You know, you see the Rams. It's very ad- identifiable. And the Bengals and you know, you could go on and on, but the Middle Tennessee has an M and a T, and then it has, and I had to look at it, I had to zoom in a little bit, and it's kind of a mess. The MT's fine, and then it looks like what seems to be a flying stallion <laughs> firing lightning bolts from his nose. It's a Blue Raider. Well, I know, but it should, it should be like a masked man, like with a cape or something. I don't know. It's a Raider that's blue. <laughs> the also- horse is silver. Also, they must not have that much value for the state in there if they've only got an MT on their helmet. They must not really care that much whether, this, whether the S is. I guess, I guess not. MTSU. Like, they could do the South Carolina Chick-fil-A uh, uh, little oh, font yeah. and do the MTSU. By the way, that, that caught fire on really? Yeah, that, that kind of popped up a thing or time, a time or two. <laughs> Couldn't believe that. All right, so are we getting into the fun office pools picks or? Yes, somebody had a. Good I think week. we should. We need, will you address? Will you address the winner of week two who gets the T-shirt? Will you announce that? I think I should give it to the not me. <laughs> Whoever was second. Yeah, Tony. Uh, <laughs> Tony, I, I pulled it up Sunday morning and I kind of had a chuckle. I was like, not only did Tony win, he won. Hands down, he, you did not share first place with anybody. I had no idea. I knew I'd done well, but I had no idea where I was. So it's what just, we'll do is we'll just let it ride, and we'll we'll pick for a week three winner. Because I thought about maybe get this, my my wife was like, you should give it to the second place person. I was like, would Kirby do that? No. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Not, not even three years in, we're already in the nice, Jesus do territory. Nice, Jesus nice territory. try, Scott's wife. <laughs> 
Uh, sorry, second place. Got to beat me this week. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll give a T-shirt I mean, to let's, 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 the week. Let's three. be honest. I'm going to be 129th this week. So. Yeah. So let's pull up the um, the games. The, the games fun are... office pools. I have it right here. Now, some people won't like that. <laughs> Everybody be cool. That is not beer. That's okay? Not beer. That's not beer. That's not pouring beer. Diet Coke into my, into my uh, Yeah, he is not yeah, he pouring does, beer. He does do, do you subscribe to Diet Coke and bourbon? Uh, sure. During the game, especially on game days. You, yeah. you got to pace yourself. Yeah. And you need a caffeine rush, too. Yeah, caffeine rush. Not Coke. No, there's calories in Diet Coke. Dude, it's, he's, he's in his 40s. By the he way, if you hear stomping. Coke. He's not a comedian. <laughs> By the way, if you hear a bunch of stomping in the background, I cannot correct that uh, with the audio. Those are my children because, like, like we've said, we usually do this at night when they're yeah. in bed, and so they're just stomping up yeah. above us right By now. the way, on, uh, on the, the Sunday podcast, you could 100% hear crickets in the background because I was on my back porch. <laughs> I did hear that. I did hear that. I felt like Jason Kirk, but with better sound. That, yeah, that, I have to say that was among the best connections we've ever had with you on the yeah. phone. Well, so, it was uh, just, it was, yeah, it was my house phone. So. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah, landlines from now on. All right, um, TCU and Ohio State, and it is uh, somewhere in Texas, not not in uh, TCU Stadium. It's like, maybe it's Jerry World. I think it is oh, Jerry World. Is it Jerry World? Yeah. Yeah, I'll okay. Check. I'll check. This is a really high line in my mind. I, it could be What's just the line? like 13 32. and a half. Oh, I thought it was closer to 20. This closed a little bit then. Um, I, I'd so badly want to pick. TCU here, but I just can't. I mean, Ohio State's looked really good. I mean, TCU once they once they figured out that the football was wet and started running plays that didn't involve dropping the football, they just ran over SMU. But I have to pick Ohio State here. I don't want to. Don't like it. But is Urban back? Uh, this is his last game, quote unquote, suspended. Right. He gets to do everything but stand on the field and look smug. Yeah, this is a Jerry World. This feels like an Ohio State blowout. That'll right? bring in a lot more Ohio State fans than if it were on campus. Right. So you're taking Ohio State? I, I think it's – I'm actually taking Ohio State, and I, it's, I actually moved my confidence pick. Urban, Urban wants you to know he did not get the text, and he did everything exactly the way he was supposed to. No, he got it. He just forgot it. He right. forgot and he got it. Well, and he certainly didn't lie. <laughs> yeah. But except for when he – didn't remember the truth. Right. Misremembered. Isn't that what the guys with the steroids, they misremember? Rafael Palmero or somebody said they misremembered? Well, Palmero has always denied, denied, yeah. denied, denied. Yeah. Uh, it just Pettit. breaks my heart because yeah. I, he was one of my favorite players. Hey, Palmero has continues to this day deny, yeah. deny, deny. Yeah, so deny. does Brady Anderson, yeah. but. It was Andy Pettit that said he misremembered. Yeah. No, no, no. Andy Pettit was the one that said he admitted that he took it once. But everybody Andy likes Pettit, Andy Pettit, so Andy, nobody cares. Andy Pettit's like, I took all the steroids. Yeah. <laughs> but everybody likes Andy Pettit because nobody cares. This yeah. is the ultimate hypocrisy about uh, steroids. If you don't like the guy, you're like, oh, what a cheater. And if you like him, you're like, yeah, it was one time. Right. So, anyway. All right. Uh, game of the week. Illinois <clears throat> travels to Tampa. Face no. off. Against the Bulls. No, it goes Soldier Field. Soldier, Soldier Field. Field. This is South Florida's the home team. It is. And it is. They might be, yeah. but this game's at Soldier this Field. It's absolutely a Soldier Field. Wow. Okay. Illinois is winless lifetime at Soldier Field. They are what? 0 and 4 for all time at Soldier Field. I they was should at, play more at, uh, at that little ballpark somewhere on the north side. Because uh, yeah, they're yeah, like, they're 1 0. They're 1 0 there. I think they're actually 2 0 because they played the game in like the 20s. Uh, there, but yeah, they are zero and four. Was, was Red Grange on that team? Uh, Red Grange is on every team. Uh, yes, yes, from the twenties and thirties. Um, I actually was in college and went to the first game that they lost at uh, at um, Soldier Field, the ten nine to Washington State. Mm-hmm. Simeon Rice, Kevin Hardy. Mm. Ooh, How'd uh, they lose yeah. that? Uh, because they Lou Tepper was their coach, and Lou Tepper was not a very and good Lou coach. Tepper was not a um, coach. But uh, anyway, so this is. Illinois has they were trailing at halftime um, against in their first game and they were tied at halftime uh, getting into this one in Western Illinois. So they're a second half team. Yeah, they are a second half team. There's a big uh, uh, Robert at a lion eyes. That's something that we should do actually here or someone stat oriented. This feels like a Chapel Bell curve thing. Those guys. He actually has a chart that is actually marked off each game a freshman has played. So he can know, oh, are they under the four-game red shirt? Because the Card- Illinois has played a ton of those guys in the first two games. The theory has been there's been they have a bunch of suspensions. The theory was that we're going to win the first two games no matter what. We're going to put our real team on the field this game. I'm not sold. Illinois has never won at Soldier Field. Uh, this is serious. this is the last time they will play there for a very long time because they're done giving away home games because they have an AD that knows what he's doing now. So uh, they're gonna, now going to play home against Eastern Illinois and home against Southern Illinois and get those wins <clears> and no, no more of this crap. Uh, Illinois is going to lose uh, to Andy Soldier Field. 
I would like to take credit for the AD knowing what he's doing because he was yeah, a former was just, student of mine. Absolutely. Um, he, you know, he, he has a cool thing that he does, but for every home game, for every game, he goes running with, he tells every Illinois fan, uh-huh. I will be here at and this run. time. And yes. they go on a run. Yeah. Before the game. It is a very, he is an awesome, awesome AD. He just needs to get some good teams. If you happen to be an Illinois fan and listen to this podcast, you need to be careful what you bought off. I mean, he did play five years in the league yeah. as a tight end. Um, so What's his name? Josh, Josh Whitman. Whitman. So I put this game on here because it fell within the my general it's score. Nine and a half and points. Half, nine and a half points. The game is in Soldier Field. I just I can't pick Illinois either here. I mean, it's, it's not that South Florida looked that much better. I don't it, think they looked. I mean, they they they, they looked well fine. in the second half. They, they did fine. I watched them last year with Quentin Flowers yes. destroy Illinois. Yeah, I don't think they're going to destroy Illinois. I, I just think Illinois is quite not quite there from the being able to handle some sort of weird onslaught, yeah. which happened. And frankly, South Florida's. Good at that. It's Charlie Strong coach team. They're good coach. He's a good coach. Also, we don't even know if Illinois quarterback's going to be healthy. So right, it's, right. Uh, it's an issue. All right, Florida State. Are you picking? Um, I'll take South Florida. Of course, okay. I want to try to get better well, in my picks. You don't need to say of course. <laughs> <laughs> that, that feels like a dig. Why are you hurting Will? The, Who hasn't done anything to you? The, hey, they're not as big of a dumpster fire as Florida State. Ooh, they boy. travel up to Syracuse for a noon kickoff. Yeah. Shout out to Matt Adair, by the way. Samford almost won that game. Right? Samford almost won that game. They had five turnovers. If they had just take away one They have two, two turnovers. turnovers they, they beat them by 14. Woo, boy. I, when I set the picks, I thought, there's no chance I'm putting – I mean, actually, when that game was happening, there's no chance I'm putting Florida State on there. It's like, it's a two-and-a-half-point favorite. When's the last time there were two-and-a-half points favorite against Syracuse? <laughs> the 20s? I don't know. Syracuse beat somebody. Is this at the carry them? Yeah. yeah. Syracuse, who'd, who'd Syracuse beat last year that was really good? They beat Clemson. Clemson. That's right. <laughs> so they had, if they still have that quarterback running that spread option, I think that Syracuse has this game. I mean, they're already 2 0. Who have they beat? Syracuse has beat Western Michigan and yeah. Wa- Wagner. It's actually, it's actually Wagner. Oh, oh it's, it's German. It's a German school. Niagara and. They, they've played State. nobody. A&T. Yeah, but they've scored 55 and 62. Yeah, I still I think Syracuse wins. Babers, EIU, EIU. Syracuse winning this game. Yeah. Syracuse is winning yes. this game. They don't just cover. They make, yes. they make the Willie Taggart thing. And I'm going to have all of my Syracuse friends because I work in media, so, so many people went to Syracuse. So do we. I'm going to have – well, I know. So I work – I work, yes. You know what I mean. And uh, I get paid. I went to media school. Gotcha. With not that it makes me you know, anything Dude, more than anybody. I'm else. a reformed lawyer. Who yes, who yes. among us? Syracuse is a big journalism school. Is what I'm yes. saying. And uh, I will have all of them text Matthew Leach after Syracuse wins this game. <laughs> oh my God, you're such an ass. I think he listens to this podcast. So you're on notice, Matthew Speaking Leach. Speaking of people listening to this podcast, by the way, I want to make this clear. I was clearly giving nothing but love for Barry Loudest last week. I hope everybody knows that. I hope Barry knows that. Barry Ugh. almost seemed like a little offended. I did not mean I that guy. nothing but love for Barry, who... Totally just sold out his wife to go play uh, cheer for out. No, just kidding. Of course, Barry is the best. I had a great. I saw Barry uh, at the tailgate uh, a couple yeah. weeks ago. Uh, Barry, Barry's an awesome guy. Barry's one He's, of my favorite people really and a totally great guy yeah. who totally sold out uh, and, uh, and deserves to be uh, uh, dragged in the street. <laughs> All right, uh, Georgia Tech at Pittsburgh. Rough trip for the Jackets. Yeah. This feels like a rebound game for Georgia Tech. Pittsburgh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Nardis- yeah I've got them. Stink, right? Like, Nardis- like you keep. Thinking, oh, it's, it's in the range. Yeah, like you keep thinking. Okay, he's like he was so good at Michigan State. It's going to come together, and it still hasn't happened. Georgia Tech, tough loss, but actually didn't play that poorly. I'm picking Georgia Tech. I'll take Tech. Yeah, I'll take Tech as well. Uh, Boise State at Oklahoma State. Interesting non-conference matchup. Boise State's ranked 17th, and Oklahoma State uh, took South Carolina's place at number 24. Speaking of S&P, we talked about the S&P. Uh, guess who's number five in S&P? It is Boise State. It is Boise State. Wow. That game against uh, Connecticut this past week was rated R, man. <laughs> 62 to 7. They had What do they call them on podcast? They played by Murder Oh, Smurfs. Murder Smurfs. Um, <laughs> so, I, I can't. I can't pick against Boise State until somebody beats them. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm going to Oklahoma State. I mean, T Bone Pickens will be T-bone. so T Boone. Sorry, T Bone Pickens. T Bone Pickens. T Boone Pickens will be so. It's confused. okay. He doesn't listen. I don't think he even knows where Idaho is, so he'll be so confused when they lose this game. He's your favorite unbearable baseball player, former quarterback. Yes. 
oil magnet. Mm-hmm. All right. How much fun are those Arkansas faithful going to have when North Texas rolls into town to face off against the Hogs? Dude, this game, again, this is one of those, was like, I kept looking at it, I was like, how can I put this on here? And then I realized North Texas is 2-0, and including they had a good win, right? Or a win you wouldn't normally expect. What, over Incarnate Word? No, the first game. SMU. SMU, yeah, that's right. That's an right? Um, and then Arkansas, you have Chad Morris, who is building towards something, and they could be points. That's a terrible hire. They could be pointsy. Oh, I don't think so. I think it's a great hire for them. But it's not going to be a great hire to year three. Um, I'm going to take Arkansas because they're probably the, the more talented team, probably, but... That game's a put. It's a real close push. Okay. I wouldn't put money on it. I mean, North Texas could win based. Uh, what, what do people say? Uh, they're going. Arkansas could let Colorado State beat them twice. You yeah. know, by feeling sorry for themselves. I think Arkansas is going to win, but it's going to be close. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, I'm with. I'm taking Arkansas. Uh, Vanderbilt travels up to Notre Dame. I wonder if they're getting paid to play at Notre Dame. Uh, no, no, no. They, they uh, Notre Dame played at Vandy last yeah. year, maybe. Oh, two okay. years? No, not two I'm years. Thinking ago, maybe it was a pay game no, for them. No, 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 no. Notre Dame. They Fine, played Dame, Michigan and Ball State, and they looked bad. They didn't. They, yeah, they beat them by what eight points. And not to be Bill Connolly about this again, but he noted that the way Notre Dame Michigan actually went out, Michigan probably should have won that game had it not been for kind of luck factors. Notre Dame might be a little bit more wobbly. I still can't go with Vanderbilt. You want to pick Vanderbilt, but you just can't. Would be Here. something. That'd be kind of that would, uh, listen, that'd be great. As someone with like a little bit of intrigue in the SEC East this year, mm-hmm. this is probably as I know it's obviously not a conference game, but it makes you feel better. It would be Vanderbilt. if it were ACC. Here on the Golden Back. Anchor podcast, we pick Vanderbilt. Oh, you are? Yes. Anchor down. Okay. That's what they call it. Anchor damn down. All right. Uh, the team that Georgia faces next week, noon kickoff, Missouri travels to 0-2 Purdue. That seems about right. They're 0-2. Yeah. The thing that makes me nervous about this game, because Purdue's looked really bad. Purdue has looked really bad, and Missouri has looked really good. They lost to Eastern Michigan. It, yeah. And this is, a, this is a weird line, too, right? Yeah. No, uh, sorry. Uh, Missouri's favored by just 7.5. Yeah. I, I would have thought this has been closer to 14. Yeah, and I think that's putting faith that Purdue's going to get it back on track. I have to say, the thing that really makes me worried is not only did is Purdue and 2 they're lost Northwestern, which you're like, hey, Purdue's going to be fine. Northwestern's just a little bit better. Northwestern lost at home to Duke last oh. week. So I got to say, I, I need Purdue to show me more than this. And again, I want a little bit of SEC intrigue, so I need Missouri to be a little better, so I'm taking Missouri. So in the arena life, you have Bears... And you have prey. Purdue is the prey in this play. Is the prey. <laughs> it's not going to be good. You could have just said tigers. You could have said tigers, yeah. Because <laughs> yes, that would have. That would have so, you, want to re- you want to state that over, and I'll just edit it out, make in, you sound more intelligent. In the game of life, you have Bengals. Did I do it wrong? You did it wrong. No, yeah. so, just move on. Yeah. In the game of life, you have, so you have golden s- knights. So you have seals and you have clubs, and I don't know how it works. And it's, you have see the subprime yeah. thing. What happens? Yeah. Is so much money went to. There are bees. And there, there are, are birds. birds and. Is that how you broke it to yeah. your kids? And, sometimes and then sometimes it's like a hug, except it takes longer than you're tired. It takes long, not that much longer, but and then you know your 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 free gift code. That is, is bu- actually how my friends Tim's parents told them about the movies. They said it's like a hug, but it takes longer than you're tired afterwards. And and then I that has to have affected this life in one way, shape, or form. And then your free shipping code is. <laughs> Should write that down. Yeah. I don't even care. No, that was a fun one. We were fine to <laughs> thing. And there we go. I'm gonna make. I'm just gonna look. 51. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll remember that number. Uh, all right. Speaking of Tigers, we got Are you going to remember to record? Huh? You save? What? No. Yeah. Go ahead. You're doing fine. No, we're not making fun of the producer here yeah, on Saving Podcast. We're doing, we're doing fine. Where was I? LSU at Auburn. Yes, they are at Jordan Hare. You know what? I'll go ahead and say it. I witnessed the magic of Jordan Hare last year at the end of the <laughs> season against Georgia and Alabama. I don't see how there's any way LSU wins this game. I think Auburn might win it by one point, or they could win it by 23. I don't know. I kind of am with you. Um, LSU is clearly a little bit better than we thought. There also might be some Miami issues, uh, certainly early on. Uh, so it made me feel like LSU is better, particularly if you get them if you get them at LSU. I don't see them going to Jordan Heron in this game. Yeah, they're going to somehow figure out a way to lose this game because Ed Orderon calls all six timeouts in the first half. So, 
Ed Orgeron's calling. At some, for some reason, someone connected. For some phone. reason, my phone is connected to my computer. Are you on the same wireless network? Probably. That happened, Are they that calling from uh, inside the house? Yeah. No, that was my dad calling. Because you're both on the same Apple. You both sent them to Apple. Something the same like thing. that. So this will happen. Yeah. I picked LSU. You did good. I'm glad. So no, you, I picked Auburn. No, I don't really? know who I picked. Wow, you're all over the board. I think it's all. <laughs> it's a distraction. It's five o'clock. It's daytime. I don't know what to do. Confusing. We'll yeah. get used to it. All right. Um, I'm like Will Ferrell in old school. I don't even turn on until something. Something until. So this lights go down is the SEC matchup of the week featuring of two Hawaiian quarterbacks. How amazing is that? Ole Miss no, no, no. hosts Alabama. from Alabama now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which city? Pelham? The Alabama city that has a lot of apostrophes. Whatever city that is, uh, that's the one. Andalusia? <laughs> yeah. So when you sit down and look at this game, you really want to pick Ole Miss because they score so many points. But don't sleep on Alabama's offense, who, by the way, now has a top five offense according to Bill Connolly's metrics. So this game has all the potential to look like a Big 12 game, like 62 to 41. I mean, it's just – it could be crazy. This could be a crazy, crazy game. I'm, I'm taking Alabama, obviously, but, man, the points on this thing. Yeah, it's worth noting as much as Mississippi is fun and scores a lot of points, they were down to my Southern Illinois Salukis later than you would like Who a team. Who still scored a, 41 points on them. Yeah, that's uh, later than you'd like a team that's about to play Alabama. Uh, I think it's a 21-point line. I bet that line goes up, and justifiably so. Yeah, I mean, Ole Miss scored 41 in the second half to beat... Uh, it was like Andy Kennedy beat Bruce Weber 76-41 <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. But um, I love that. A little college basketball. Yeah, that's I mean, that it's a, impressive. And Andy Kennedy got, uh, Andy Kennedy got consortiuming later. <laughs> they both got fired. Eventually, well, eventually yes. But um, I think it's Jordan Tiamu. We'll go with that. I think it's Jordan is the first name. He threw for 448 yards and five touchdowns uh, in that comeback win. I, I I don't see how they can keep that up. I mean, I've watched a couple of Alabama games this year. I saw them in person last year. I think they come out slinging. I think Alabama's up on them 23-3 to three early in the second quarter, and I think it's just over. I mean, I, would, I don't want to see that. I'd like to see a close game. I, I'd, I'd love to see Ole Miss win this game, but I just don't. I don't see it happening. I mean, look at Alabama. This could like, what if Alabama has one of the top five offenses in football? Like that Ooh. is terrifying. <laughs> that is yes. absolutely terrifying. No, it is. It is. And uh, so far, they look like they do. So yeah, I think they win. Win big, 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 big. So we will get to our score prediction of Georgia in just a minute. But first, what I wanted to do is I wanted to go through the standings of the fun office pool. Through the season, through two weeks, the leader of the pack is somebody that calls themselves My House Key. So they don't lose it. Yeah. They're, they're 16-4 and four in their picks, and they have 98 points. So right now, if you, if you think about it, that is the apex of where you need to be, 98 points. They're number one. Uh, some other competitors of note. Coming in 10th is Rick Flair. I just say that because I love that name. He's good luck. Fourteen and six with eighty six points. Rick Flair, to be honest, has actually been tearing the substance of the Georgia Sports Blog uh, college. Uh, I think I called it the College Challenge or something. Do you know him? Not personally, no. He needs to show himself at a, at a tailgate. <laughs> show yourself. I have a good, I have a great picture uh, that he sent me for um, to the the post. Tyler Dogden comes in at twenty fifth overall, yeah, eighty two points, fifteen and five. Considering I had twenty something points the first week, that's pretty good. Forty eighth spot ahead of Will and me is somebody. Titled Illini eight one eight eight seven. Is that the area code or zip code or something? One eight eight seven. Zip code starts with a four. That'd be, that'd be, yeah, and it'd be a six for it'd be down there. I don't know. I don't know. And Will comes in with seventy points in the eighty seventh position, tied with UJ Carey. Right. In the 87th position. Oh, I forgot to text her back. Hi, UGA Carey. I'm sorry I forgot to text you back after the weekend. I was My sister got married this weekend. I didn't get a chance to respond. And as for me, I'm the first person listed with 10 losses, if that makes you feel any better. I'm in 117th place. Out of? Out of like 190-something. But the good news is, as I look at it, I only have 65 points. I'm only five points behind Will All right. So and UGA well, Carey, so I can, I can make that up. And then the last person person in last place that actually looks like they fill out a bracket every time <laughs> i love their name it's dan 
Dan. What's up, Dan? <laughs> oh, man, Dan. Dan is in last Dan. place with 15 points. How's He's 3 and Dan? 17. Is that, isn't that the guy that used to do Friendster? Was that Dan? That was Dave. <laughs> Might have been. Might have been. A couple of housekeeping items. T-shirt winner rolls over to week three, and we have 14 out of our 60 initial order left. So thank you for all of you who have been who have gotten some. I've seen some pictures sent to us and some stories sent online about uh, one guy said that he hasn't been able to wear it because his daughter took it from him, which I said, that's awesome. We have more. Yeah, we do have more. We do have more. He, he, yeah. he has other shirts, though. He's not just walking. Out, so. <laughs> right. well, I assume this is the only shirt he owns. <laughs> yes. She's just being mean. But it's also, it's also like, Dwayne Johnson, so he yes, can get away with it. Yes, that's true. Is, uh, so, yeah, that's it. Keep an eye out for uh, our pick, then. Yeah, keep an eye out for our picks coming up in just a moment. <laughs> yeah, just this is about, where our sponsor comes in. in. No, we don't three to four seconds. Um, okay, who wants to, who <laughs> wants to go first? Um, I'll go first. Guys, I have bad news. Hmm. This feels like the kind of game where everything just goes terrible. Like, really, really wrong. And when I say that, I don't mean that, like, we're going to lose. It's just, it's the kind of game where it's going to make us freak out over Missouri. They're going to they're gonna throw three or four touchdown passes, something. Because, frankly, Stockstill's a decent quarterback, and they have a receiver or two. No, we still win the game by 30. We probably don't cover. So let's, let's make it 40 to 10. But spread's 34, right? Yeah. Okay. 31, but it goes up, too. Yeah. Yeah, it probably goes up. So, But we have plenty of things to get freaked out about going on the road to face Drew Lock. I get that idea. I get the idea that, like, you're right, they give up a couple touchdowns in the air. You left out the Tony Yergner slut. <laughs> and, I don't know. Um, but, and particularly because Missouri, I think, is going to wipe out Purdue and get everybody super excited. And for what it's worth, when the, when the game time for this game, which is noon, which is 11 Central. Perfect. Uh, I'm a regular reader of STL Today, uh, which is St. Louis Post-Patch website, because I'm a Cardinals fan. They are amped, 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 amped about but this But not as amped game. as they would be if it were later in the day. They're actually more excited about it. They're by actually by more... the way, tickets are still left. Yeah, right. Well, um, and, but they're amped. They're excited about it. And I can see the Missouri wiping up Purdue and getting them excited in a couple touchdowns. Be like, okay, maybe there's that spot up the middle. Maybe you can go deep on those guys. I still feel like maybe that turns into like 44 to 14. That sounds about right. That sounds about right to me. Well, I mean, they blow Purdue out and we look bad. This is going to be the biggest game there since, what, the 07 Colorado-Nebraska game, right? Yeah. I'm sorry. One of those, I'm sorry. Uh, Missouri-Nebraska yeah. game yeah. where one they were ranked Missouri, two in Kentucky the nation. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Missouri-Kansas. Sorry. Yeah. So oh, yeah. I guess that maybe, yeah. it was, maybe it was Missouri-Kansas. Yeah. So you're picking the dogs? I'm picking the dogs. I am. I'm picking them to win this game over the Middle Tennessee, Tony's maybe me a look. state or no. I was down last week on Georgia thinking it was going to be a slugfest and everything. I think that Sanford's going to be rocking, even though it is kind of a pushover opponent. Georgia scored 45 and 41, respectively, in their first two games. I'm going to say that they're going to score 48 because the last time they played Middle Tennessee, they scored 29, and 29 times 2 is 48. No, it's not. 58. 58 yeah, we'll go with 58. I'm not even going to edit that out. I'm going to own that bad math on my part. So George is going to score 58 points. It's not going to matter what MTSU scores. Maybe they'll get about you know 3 to 10, something like that. So a couple of Rodrigo field goals. That's why I feel like it's an under, because I think Milton State's going to get two touchdowns. And after, if they get two touchdowns, George has to score like 50 to get above the Well, I just said they'd I, score 58. I, I just realized I called I – called uh, I, was, I said a couple, three touchdowns, deep passing, but 40 to 10. So I'm going to own that. I'm going to okay. stay it's, with it. It's early. I'm going to stay with it. That, that also means the defense buckles are, down inside the 10. Seriously, do let us know if our rhythms are off this week. I feel like it's been fine. Yeah. yeah. No, it's but, been uh, but it's certainly – It's, it's daylight. Time. I have to look at them. It's weird. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, <laughs> Scott's dog freaked out because yeah. I was here during the Did you day. take a selfie with my dog? I did take a selfie with your dog. I think I did. Okay. I don't know. I don't know how cameras work. My dog's terrified of Tony. My dog also weighs six pounds. Yes. So. His dog is the cutest cat ever. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I've seen some pretty cute cats. What? I like cats. I don't I got apologize you would. for it. You would. I like cats. <laughs> they don't really care about cats, us at cats all. Cats disregard you. Great. Utterly disregard exactly. you. That's what's great about cats. Uh, that actually you know, checks you, out like, well. You just keep them outside, and then when they get hungry, you can give them something. Otherwise, they leave you alone, and you leave them alone. Sounds good to me. Go dogs. Go dogs. And also cats. <laughs> Not Go cats. cats. Not cats. <laughs> Go dogs. <laughs>
And thanks so much for listening. We didn't really address it on the show, but September 2018 is shaping up to be our most listened to podcast month ever. So I think I can speak for Will and Tony in saying how much we appreciate your attention to the shows that we put out, sharing it with your friends and interacting with us on social media. And speaking of social media, we're on all of them, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search up at WSLS Podcast on all of them and you'll be sure to find us. And make sure to look out for our new venture that we're going to be putting out every week on our website called our Midweek Linkapalooza. It's a way for us to share some articles, events, photos, and tweets that have caught our attention during the week. And please, if you see something that you think Georgia fans would find interesting, send it to us. Our website is wslspodcast.com, and that's where you can find the blog post. So that's it for our preview show. Looking forward to a first night game of 2018 and especially to be able to witness our first light up Sanford for the year. Make sure to charge your phones. That'll definitely be important. So, you know, you don't want to not be able to participate in that. (laughs) We'll see you on campus this Saturday. And as always, have a great week and go dogs.